Is the devil really throwing curveballs or is he still playing the same tired pattern? The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. I think when we started really getting into this was when we started thinking about like, um, we were listening to testimonies. Yeah, we were listening to testimonies and ours dropped on De La Fay. If you haven't checked out De La Fay testimonies, there are some amazing testimonies. Their goal is to have a million, but they've already got about a hundred and they are all very God glorifying, pointing to, you know, the the dire straits we all find ourselves in and then Christ swooping in and taking care of things. And, um, What's interesting is when you start hearing testimonies, you're like, wow, so much similar in their story. Yet what do we often feel? We often feel in the midst of our struggles, we often feel alone. We feel like no one will understand us. We feel like we're the only ones who have been put in this position. We feel like we're going to be judged because no one else has ever done the combination of sins we've done and maybe even enjoyed some of those sins, which makes it worse, right? Um, We've been hurt in certain ways and we're like, there's, there's shame attached and we're like, no one's going to understand. They're going to look at me different, et cetera. So we get put into this box of isolation yet in every comment, um, thread on every single one of these testimonies. And we really noticed it when we started following our own because Shay's came out right at Christmas time. Mine came out four weeks later. And so in the comments over and over and over and over people being like, this is my story. Man, I thought I was so alone. I did not know that someone else could have such a similar story. Man, you described my life. Man, you put into words what I've been feeling. Oh my goodness, you too. Oh my goodness, aside from this one thing, you're describing Mm. my life over and over and over. People pouring their hearts out, feeling like no one could have ever understood their circumstances, except now they've heard someone else's story and now they feel like someone else gets it. And that's when we kind of noticed, oh, so Satan's kind of like working from a little book of patterns and he cuts out a little pattern and he throws on some wretched outfit for you. And that's the song and dance he wants you to play in your life. And he isolates you into think in shame and gloom to make you think like you're the only one and then you don't talk about it. And then what happens? You don't shine light into the darkness and the, the, the pattern and the plot keeps playing out. Um, and so I think that's why we started to do this episode because we want to encourage y'all that you are, no matter what you've been through, right. whatever you've done to others, what's been done to you, whether you enjoyed it or not, you're not alone. Right, and I, I think one, a couple points came out of this for me um, and we'll start with this one, the lies. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to understand that he is the father of all lies. He is the father of deception. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the one who brought deception into this world. He is the one who created the deception. So this deception is really ingrained. Uh, it's ingrained in our patterns. It's ingrained in our, our everything, like day to day. How many times have you sat there in your own thought, in your own mind, right? And you're like, <sighs> you start beating yourself up, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe, maybe you said something, maybe you did the wrong thing. Maybe you slipped. Maybe you, you clicked on that pornography site. Maybe you picked up that drink. Maybe you went out to the club and, and did that, that line. Right. And I'm not trying to say that that's, that's, you know, like, Oh, that's the way we are. We're Christians. It's okay. No, but people mess up. Mm-hmm. People slip up. I watch it all the time. I watch it in, in our ministry. I watch it in the, in the brothers and sisters that I work with. And I see that there's a pattern in this. 
there's a lie that keeps getting pumped at them. Lies after lies after lies. Okay. You click on the pornography and I like what you were saying because you're talking about the shame and you're talking about this idea. I think in the other episode or one of the episodes, I was talking about the hamster wheel, right? Yeah. And, 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 and we get into this hamster wheel within our minds. And we back ourselves into this corner and we're like, we're all alone. And all of a sudden, isolation, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's out there to, to um, he's hunting us, you know, he's, it's mm-hmm. like he wants to isolate us. And yeah. that's how he does it. He does a mental isolation. Yeah. And when he gets us mentally isolated, now all of the lies come at you like a thousand fold. Right. I lived that whole life. Yeah. My whole life. If you look at the testimony that, that I shared, it's like, I felt so unworthy. Right. I felt so evil, so wicked, mm-hmm. so ugly, so dirty. And that was his, his capturing me. Right. So instead of like, you know, putting the world off and capturing things from above. Right. Mm-hmm. Think on the heavenly things. Think of what God <laughs> calls you. Think of all these great things. We start thinking about what the world says or what he says or what our flesh says. And then we get caught in a closet mm-hmm. in our minds, locked up right. like the doors closed and we're alone. Yeah. I think of it like I just thought of this yeah. super clean, brand new sneaks. And if you're not into shoes, I mean, I think everyone has that pair of shoes that you bought and you don't want to, like, maybe they're white or they're fresh, they're new, (laughs) right? A car. Until it gets its first scuff, scratch, tear, the first time you walk through the mud, whatever, right? Until then, you are so careful to keep it clean, whatever this thing is, right? But then inevitably, there's a scratch or a scuff and you have two choices, you can go clean that scuff, that scratch, that dirt. You can go clean it off and then go back to being careful. Or you can suddenly think of it as, oh, now these are used. Oh, now I've broken these in and start not caring at all anymore and walking them through whatever. Like I have shoes that I, I perpetually take care of. And if they get dirty, I clean them. And I have other shoes like my sneakers, right? Because mm. I'm not a sneakerhead, so I just buy one tennis shoe at a time, right? And when it <laughs> and gets she too will wear messed them up, things out. Famous. When they get too messed up, now they're for the garden. Now they're for cleaning the chicken coop, and it's time to buy a new pair, right? But I think with our own lives, sometimes we see ourselves when we first come to Christ, like we're a new, like God cleaned me. I'm a new sneak, and then we do a sin, and instead of washing it off with grace. And let right. it, and boldly going to the throne and confessing that and moving on with our lives. Sometimes we're like we fall in that old pattern of the sin nature from before, where we just become and start repeating and being like, "Oh, well, now that it's scuffed, might as well scuff it again because these are used shoes." And we mm. see ourselves like that. I, I as you're saying that, okay, analogies today <laughs> because I'm thinking, okay, I'm a I was a car guy, I still yeah. I still am, but <laughs> look different responsibilities now y'all one day one day who knows i might have another nice beast in the in the driveway it's like, but anyways i remember parking my car so so your your side is me like thinking internal right yeah now i'm gonna go to the external and the enemy right like yeah. now we have ex- we do have external enemies y'all absolutely and so i was thinking like i remember i used to park my car out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. right like you go to the parking lot you're like i'm gonna park way over here uh-huh oh, this and, is and, and then you walk out you're like yeah no one's gonna dent it no one's gonna scratch it nobody's gonna be near it and you're cool you're like yes and you walk out now look plenty of parking i mean your car is still out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and there's two cars on each side of you <laughs> 
Are you the one that's parking beside the car that wanted to be alone? Look, y'all, if you are, look, give bro space, man. Look, just leave one space between. Because there's plenty of space out there in that big parking lot. I'd, wa- I'd walk miles. Miles? <laughs> okay, just, I'm just, okay, exaggeration, y'all. Okay, come on. But, I don't but to, know. You used to live a life. I, I don't know where I mean, you used But I mean, I'd walk go. miles, park my car out so far. Because right, right. I'm like, nobody's going to park here. Because no one want to walk right. that far. And then me. you get out there. And it's this old beater car beside you. Or something. Like, or, or whatever. Any car. <laughs> Like, we have to go to the beaters. I have a beater in my backyard. Anyway, and I still, like, I, if I could, I'd park that out in the middle of nowhere. But what she's saying, though, but this is the outward one. And then there's a car parked next to you, and, 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 there's, and then eventually you see, like, a dent. Yeah. And you're like, I have been doing everything right. <laughs> to protect my car. Yes. And someone has come along <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere because I would mm, isolation. Like, yeah, you've and been boom. doing it all right. But you know what? Enemy. Yep, he comes. The in. enemy. Because mm-hmm. I've walked out there I'm like, is it this one? I'm looking for like mm-hmm. paint chips on their cars. Mm-hmm. Can't find them. You're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know, that's, that's how the enemy plays. And yep. so, but where does this drive our minds? Like, Mm -hmm. so we're talking lies, right? Lies to self, lies from people, lies from, from the world, right? Our beat down of ourselves, the world coming against us. And there's a very important rule that will, that will Mm -hmm. carry us. Mm -hmm. And this is a rule that is very fluent throughout the Bible. Um, We see it in a lot of things. We see it in, in, in a lot of the stories that we experience throughout the Bible, because eventually there's a turnaround. Right. Which means something has changed, the mind has changed, or maybe God smited everybody and struck them down. It happens. But forgiveness. Yeah. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think that one of the biggest things that he calls us to do, right, is to go and tell and share the gospel, go and tell, and then go and make disciples. And both of those involve a little bit of availability, a little bit of transparency. You don't have to share your whole life. Mm. But... Um, and we'll go into this into a, in another episode, you right. know, but just this idea that people feel alone until they're told otherwise, right. until someone proves that they're not alone. And one of the best things that you can do is just share with people that you have been there and not try to guard your own veneer and prove you have it all together and worry about what people think about right. you, you know? And, you know, when I was thinking about this episode, I realized I used to watch a lot of movies, mm. a ton, good movies, bad movies, any movie, um, I would watch it. And I learned plots and I, I know I was annoying when I would call out what was going to happen next. Um, <sighs> it was, I will say part of it was pride. Part of it was just this pent up energy I could not control as it flew out my mouth. So that's self-control. So self-control and pride kept me just blasting. Which is funny because when we first started watching movies together, y'all, I would lean over to whisper like something. And she's like, shh. Well, see, okay, my thing is I wait to talk when nothing is being spoken and your eyes can remain on the screen to watch. Shay decided to lean over and whisper in the middle of the most important conversation of the entire plot. And the funny thing is, so here's our differences. <laughs> no, here's our differences on that, too. I don't care about movies. See, and I, I cared so much. It was funny. Uh, but I was the one who would geek out when, like, all the people would come together to, like, do something big I'd be like nerding out but anyway so I would watch so many and it's like you learn the patterns of things and this even outside of movies if you garden a lot you learn the patterns you know what the leaves looking that way mean (laughs) you know what your plants need if some if they look some sort of way or you know when you're cooking right 
If it tastes a certain way, you know what to add. Like it's about what you're familiar with. You learn the patterns of the of the life of the trade that you have, yeah. right? There's like glass workers know how the glass moves when it's at certain temperatures. They just know when they need to heat it again when they don't. And I think that that's important. Right. Even if no one is sharing their story with you, right? Because that's reliant on them sharing their story. Even if no one's sharing their story with you, it's important for you to know you're not alone anyway. It's important for you to hear us, even if no one's telling you that story and no one has come forward and said, well, I've, th- I've had this done to me. I used to enjoy doing this. I did this to people. I used to do this. I used." There's people that have done it too. You rolled with a lot of them before, right? But there's people all around earth that have been there and done that. And that's not to rob you of the pain or of the power of God's deliverance or anything, it's to say you're not alone and you don't have to worry about look, being looked at funny. You don't have to worry. I mean, if people do, they do, but God ain't looking at you funny. God is gonna use you and Satan shouldn't be able to still whisper in your ear, you're dirtier than everyone else. You're more likely and more prone to mess up again. Uh, you know, Cause that's, that's him trying to still control puppet mm. strings for someone who's been turned into a real boy. you know, or a real girl. You're not Pinocchio. Okay. You're not a puppet anymore. You get to be human and live for Christ. Right. And and look, all we're doing is kicking solid food. Yeah. We're we're just kicking solid food because he's kicked us around Mm -hmm. and I'm tired of being kicked around. I'm tired of of, of falling into these patterns of lies. I'm tired of being deceived. I'm tired of not having the discernment. Hebrews uh, 5.14, really, I like, I like the way that they sum this up. It's, it says, but solid food is for the mature. Mm-hmm. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, when you dial in and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, then you start to see these patterns. Mm-hmm. Again, back to the De La Fe, it's like you keep seeing this constant battle, like 90 something percent. Yeah went to some form of sexual immorality. Pornography. Pornography, to be more specific. Yeah. Um, and so when you see that, I mean, drug addiction, pornography, uh, molested pornography, right? All of, It's like pornography comes in. Y'all want the most wickedest thing in the world? I think pornography right, right up there it's almost like, more than drugs. It's, but, yeah. But I, I, it, because, first of all, you ain't got to go to a dealer mm-hmm. to buy it. You, you don't have to hide from the cops to buy it's it. It's so abundant <laughs> it's, and free. It's free. It's on the internet. The only thing you got to be careful of is what you click. Right. Because you might click the wrong thing and then the FBI show up at your house. Right. But I'm just saying, it's, it's just so available. But all of this is driving to that second point mm-hmm. that I haven't got to yet. Right. But, I, but, I, but we're working there because right. I think that we need to understand that there is a key element in all of this this discernment and seeing what's happening because what really is going to happen here is you're going to fall into the, the one of those things, deceit. Maybe you, you, th- you throw out a little wickedness, right? Maybe there's a little envy there. Maybe you slandered some people, mm-hmm. but what the enemy ends up doing is creating a feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> that you are going to experience. And how do you get through this feeling? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it starts with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at this, and, and sometimes forgiveness comes with reality. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. Forgiveness <laughs> always 
comes from reality. Right. And that's a biblical reality. Yeah. Um, when we look at this, we're looking at Paul and I, I turn there and we're going to sit here for just a few minutes because Paul is talking to the Corinthian church, right? And he's talking about forgiving an offender mm-hmm. and he's being very specific on, on this man. He's like, this is the man he has offended. This is what, you know, this, this is how we feel. We were offended is, is, is a feeling mm-hmm. we're offended. So there's an offense, right? But he's telling them to reaffirm their love for this offender. Mm-hmm. He's telling them, Hey, look, you got to take this man and love him. Now there was some rejection on this. There was some correction on this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that we run around correcting everybody. Cause sometimes we got to correct ourselves. Right. Sometimes we got to be, be, like well, I was telling the guys in, in our, our meeting, sometimes you got to pull up your pants yeah. and, get, and get out of bed in the morning mm-hmm. because we have to have these realizations and this correction. And the Bible is a beautiful way to correct us. And sometimes our brothers and sisters in Christ come right alongside. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Shay, mm-hmm. Jay, one of my great friend, like, like we're out front of the church one day and I'm fuming. Like I'm in my head and my heart. I'm just, I'm ugly. I am ugly ugly and I'm, I'm like oh this, 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 this is your situation no no doesn't matter yeah and, and jay's right there with me he goes hey does it really you know does it really need does all does that it, does it really need all this <laughs> Did we, are we forgetting the forgiveness and the grace yeah. and, and i'm like i had nothing to say yeah he called me out but what i love about the story in second corinthians 2 um is it gets to this point this tough love right but this tough love worked Mm-hmm. And this man came back to repentance. Okay. But the verse I want, I'm, I'm looking at is verse 11. It says, watch this. He goes, all this stuff, right? So that we would not be outwitted by Satan. For we are not ignorant of his designs. Mm. Patterns. Patterns, yes. His game. Yes, because he, he has, I'm going to say templates. He has templates. And he will assign you a template based on him knowing so many different people. He's very good at personality reading, which is one of the reasons why astrology and horoscopes are probably so wishy-washy overall, but also kind of spot on in other ways, right? Because over time, he knows patterns in people. And so he can kind of look at a, a kid and be like, bam, that's the pattern I'm gonna give them. And then his involvement in that person's life <laughs> will kind of try to push him into the template. And right. we, what's cool is you can be free of that template with Christ and Christ will arm you with the truth so you can combat it anytime you do fall into the template and play into his hand. But there are designs because he wants to be a creator. We know this because he wants to be like the most high, meaning what's he going to do? He's going to try and do better. Right. right. So he thinks that he can, you know, do it. And there, so what are some of the ways, what are some of his playbook plays? Right. Because, you know, he has, yeah. it's like he has a little binder and he goes to it. Right. <laughs> Um, so one of the things is there first, he's going to decide one of two avenues, both end in misery and death without Christ, but he's either going to put you on the Satan's blessing path, or he's going to put you on the Satan's beating up path. And a lot of Christians, you come to Christ. If you are on the Satan blessing path, he going to throw you into the other path because he's mad. And now he cannot keep you from going to heaven. So now he just has to steal, kill and destroy in a different way. Right. But the idea that, you know, he's going to inundate you with monetary blessings, a, a life worth bragging about, sights and sights and uh, sightseeing of the world, tourism, all luxury. 
yeah, you feel empty inside maybe, but hey, at least your Instagram is on point, right? Mm. Like that kind of life. Or he'll keep you on the other one where maybe money is not there. And so you have to turn to a lot of other things that are going to just rob you even more. Um, There's pain, there's abuse, there's all of these things, right? Once you're on that path, everything Shay listed, it's kind of like he throws a lot of it at everyone. But one of the biggest things is if he convinces you you're not worthy or you might as well then you you end up in that. So that's one mm. of one of the things you can start looking out for, especially most of our listeners are believers, I think. <laughs> no one's told us otherwise. Um, and so, you know, when you start, we hear this in life group all the time. Mm. When anytime people are, are like revived and renewed and they're like, we're gonna go back. I'm reading the Bible every day. I'm gonna improve my prayer life. I'm gonna start serving at church. Suddenly their car breaks down, they're in an accident, an unexpected bill shows up, somebody breaks up with them, they find out somebody cheating, their kid gets sick, they get sick, they need a surgery, plot twist, right? Except it's not a plot twist, and that doesn't mean you should expect negativity every time something good's going your way, Mm. and that you should avoid serving God, because he has a way out. That actually, he he redeems and spends everything on its head. Every Mm. time he can help you out, and work through it so that spiritually you grow. Even if the circumstance is hard and even at the end you've lost something, he will make it out to be something that's glorifying and spiritually growing in the long term for an eternal human being, which you are, that's what matters. So it's important to know that. But those are the kind of things that he likes to do. As I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, and and I'm I'm looking by the way, Mm -hmm. but like, oh, victory in Jesus. My savior forever, Mm -hmm. victory, Mm -hmm. victory, 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 Mm -hmm. y'all. Those other patterns drive you to defeat. Mm -hmm. When we start to fight those patterns, he is still going to try to make you think you're defeated. Mm Mm-hmm small steps because mm-hmm. I'm listening to all this right mm-hmm. I'm listening to like he's gonna hog oh. who's that guy that had that video um, he's driving an old car sweet victory who is that uh, it, yes it triply trip triply okay whatever however you feel about that music but this video from triply sweet victory it's like he's driving down the road <laughs> And this is exactly in a nice old classic in a, in a, in a car. car, old car, old car, whatever. I don't it, know if it's classic. It gets older it's classic, and right, dirt worse right. as it goes. I and and, and like someone not. throws something at his window, or somebody hits it with as he's a driving, bat. right? And it's this. It, it made me think of everything they talk about. Like we start like heading off and like, oh, I got my focus. I got smacked. I got my focus. But what's cool is is Tripley sitting in the car the whole time, and he's just like, if you if you watch on video, I'm mm-hmm. pimping. It's okay. It's like he's just sitting there. He's like, yeah, come on. You can throw anything at me. Mm -hmm. See, that's grace. Yeah. That is grace. That is the grace we stand Mm -hmm. in. That is not the grace. I I love it. I've been on this one lately. But it's not the one we fall down, get stomped, get nothing. It's we're standing in grace. We forget about grace. Mm -hmm. We, 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 We sit there and we like to say, yeah, but grace, but grace, but grace, but grace, nothing. But grace, nothing. Okay, fine. You messed up. But grace. Mm-hmm. Grace, 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 grace abounds. Mm-hmm. And we don't f- let that happen. Yeah, We allow ourselves or what the world throws at us to take us right back into the pattern. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And we need to break that habit. Yeah. I'm so t- I'm tired of that habit. Yeah. In my own life, I'm tired of that habit. Mm-hmm. I don't like this habit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like thinking anything other than I'm a new creation. Right. And I do. Yeah. But somehow, some way, because God is faithful, mm-hmm. He has a tendency for those who have ears to hear to realign back yeah. to that mentality mm-hmm. of sweet victory. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of like, you know, two people wrestling, right? Maybe maybe you're trying to keep um, somebody out of your corner, right? Like imagine two little kids and they like they're like their arms are crossed, like they're trying to like they're holding each other's shoulders, pushing against each other, whatever. The devil, when you're like fighting him, he's still trying to slowly mm. pivot y'all so that he ends up in your corner anyway. The corner you're trying to keep him out of. And he'll try to do that in these ways like making you question God we know his designs if you just read what happens to people in the Bible he's still doing those exact same things to to us so he's trying to make you question God's word so you even see this happening in the church churches are are ceasing to be churches because they are just taking satanic ideology and saying that the Bible's actually something you can update and this is really what it says and what it means and Jesus is a good guy against the Old Testament God you know all this all this stuff that's really like confusing Jesus and Satan right mm-hmm. and and trying to make you see Satan as the Messiah by char- like characterizing Jesus into Satan and so when you have these kind of situations did the does the Bible really say that because I don't like if it says that that makes my life just discomforting, right? Like uncomfortable. Then there's stealing, killing and destroying. There's isolation. These are things that he likes to do. And he likes to make it when God does take you out of something that maybe you were still enjoying, but it was bad for you because the Bible says, don't do it. He kind of wants to convince you that the fact you lost that thing that wasn't good for you in the first place was the devil making you Mm. lose it. So then you're like, oh, you know, not today, Satan. I'm going to go right back into that bad relationship because, you know, no, God took you out of that. That's why it's important to know the Bible. Or, you know what? Not today, Satan. I'm going to go right back and, and get that thing that I wanted that God took away. How do you know who took it away? By being having a prayer life, by being surrounded, not isolated from godly people, from knowing the word of God, from leaning into him when you're in doubt. You know, those are the things that you do so that you understand God's design, mm. God's way. His ways are not our ways, but we can set our minds on his ways mm. so that we start thinking more like him. The more we think like God, mm. the more we can tell a design that is not his. The same way when you go to an art gallery and everything's a Monet painting except one thing, you know which one's not a Monet painting. Ooh, come on. You know, because you know Monet so well. Right. And, and look, we, we put a lot to the enemy, too. Mm-hmm. But we also fall into our own patterns. Right, right. The family I, I, curse I, I, pattern I, I want to make, make sure that, that that's there, too. Because what, what made me think of that is you're like, I, you know, I know I'm not supposed to, but mm-hmm. I know I'm not. Sometimes that's all y'all. Yeah. Well, watch this. Sometimes that's all me. I, I, I don't sit here after a disagreement with Michelle or some other thing that I've tripped and fallen in. Mm-hmm. I don't always just sit there, but how dare you, Satan? How dare you say those words out of my mouth? No, those were my own words. Right. Those were my own words. So patterns, recognizing patterns, understanding that these are the same old patterns. Mm -hmm. 
I don't want to use that verse. I'm, I'm still staying away from Ecclesiastes three. Like I'm like ah, because we actually because we actually have an episode coming up on that one. But yeah. but uh, oh my, oh my, yes, the world's getting worse. Yes, but the same things. Mm-hmm. But with the same things, mm-hmm. someone six thousand years ago has gone through what you gone through. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little different if it's a technology based yeah. something you've gone through. <laughs> like, right. but, but if you whittle it down to the basics, yeah, right. Whittle it maybe down. Maybe it to, wasn't on a smartphone, uh, but maybe, maybe they were sneaking out the tent to go right, watch right, something right. else. Or right? maybe they didn't lose. You, they didn't lose all their crypto, but they lost all their land. Right. Right. It's like the same. It's the I same. I can go through stuff. these all day. That's such a good point, and I'm glad you went there because, like, that's that's a good final thought for me. Is like. When you when you look at these patterns that we're all in of our own design, right? right? We've talked about the Enneagram before. And you know, if you've listened to us for that many seasons, we are not for Enneagram. But one of the big things about personality tests in general, because I have yet to hear anything demonic about Strengths Quest, right? So I've taken the Strengths Quest test, right? It tells you stuff about you, but what is it telling you? It's telling you your strengths. It's telling you which things are not your strengths and other personality tests, whether or not they're esoteric in nature, right? Regardless, you're hearing how you are prone to do things, how you work best. You're learning a pattern, a template. Put into words, maybe you kind of knew this about yourself, but now you have nice catchy words to put to it. Now now you know yourself better. Okay, except now if God tells you to do something, but it doesn't align with the way you are used to doing it in your own pattern, your own template, your strengths quest didn't list that as one of your top five strengths, (laughs) your Enneagram number don't align with what he said. Suddenly you have unnecessary doubt because you put way too much weight on those things to begin with because he can make you grow unexpectedly anywhere he wants. He made you. Mm. Right. And if and all of these tests revolve around you answering questions that you answered at a certain time in your life based on how you were thinking. But the more your ways align with his ways and your thoughts align with his thoughts, it's not about Mm. my strengths. It's about his strengths. It's Mm. not about how my proclivities. It's about what God has me to do and the methods he has me to do them in. And so it's important to not just be wary of God. Satan's designs that he's throwing at you, but also the satanic antichrist spirit patterns, because everything that's against Christ is antichrist, right? With a lowercase a. So when that sits, Satan wants you to rely on yourself and your strength. That's that that actually well, lines up with him but, even but if he wait, ain't in the room. But wait, I'm not against Christ. Oh, but what about your action? Anyway, right, like, right. Like, I think that's like, important. Like I threw something out there that said, would you would you uh, would you kiss Jesus on the cheek? Right, mm-hmm. Judas. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my! No, 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 no. And in my head, okay, y'all. I'm sorry. I, I throw out leading. <laughs> sorry if you're watching and you follow on Twitter, but I do fall out. Quick, I throw questions out just because I want to hear responses. Yeah. Because I know my response to that. Mm-hmm. I've kissed Jesus on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Okay, because then, then then you can carry that thought over to Peter and betrayal. So it's that, that pattern though. But watch the biggest thing. That's just who I am. Yeah. Ooh, that's just who I am. Yeah. Um, Peter, I'm just a fisherman. That's just who I am. No, you're a fisherman. And Jesus comes back and says, no, Peter. Mm Because guess what? Peter kissed Jesus on the cheek. Not physically, Mm -hmm. but he betrayed him as well. Mm -hmm. 
but these are all good things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to beat people down too hard. I want yeah. people to be encouraged because here's here's the deal. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal as we as we close this up, right? Because I love those. I, I think I could talk about this for another hour. I know. <laughs> because I have so much processing yeah. in my head right now. I will that, add one thing to yes, what you just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. 11 disciples betrayed him that day. Uh-huh. But 10 of them allowed grace to work in their lives. Ooh, come and on. one let the haunting because guess what? Jesus would have forgiven Judas. Right, right. And right. let him back in. Right, right. right. You know, however, he didn't, he denied he, yes. grace. He, he denied fell that. for the pattern. He fell for the pattern. And and his life ended. Yeah, the rest Because let he it fell break. in that pattern. Wow. Don't yeah. fall in that pattern. Yeah. Look, we as believers have eternal life. Don't fall in the pattern. Be encouraged. Be in victory. It's written, you shall be holy. Why? Not because of yourself. Not because of what you do. Not because of the work. You can't make it. You can't get there. You will never. There's nothing out there that can do that for you. But why? We shall be holy because he is holy. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to wrap it because in in Romans 5, I love Romans 5. I was going to do the first two, but it's just so eloquent. I'm going to read it. Therefore, having been justified by faith, We have peace, peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through also through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, everything we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. who was given to us. Mm. All of it. What we've been saying, saying that these patterns, we don't have to fall for these patterns. But read that this week. Mm -hmm. Read that this week. Sit on Romans 5, 1 through 5 this week. Because that's who God says you are. Quit buying into his patterns. Mm -hmm. That's good. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us again, everybody. Remember that thepantrypodcast.com is where you can get all of the show notes for this episode. You can also download our seven-day free Devo Jesus Not Junk Food there, and you can support us by becoming a Patreon patron so that we can continue to do stuff like this. Thank you, and see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.